Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. It is God's will. It's what He has made us to be, is winners, uh, more than conquerors, overcomers. And uh, you don't have to be, you can listen to the wrong things and, and watch the wrong things and talk the wrong things, and you'll be defeated. You'll have a victim mentality. You know, why are all these bad things happening to me? And, and you'll just be full of questions with no answers if you just feed on the world's feed. But there's something else to listen to. There's something else to look at. And it's God and His Word and His things. And His words are not just educational. They're not just information. His words are spirit, substance, and life force. And they will change things in your life. They will change you if you'll receive it. Will you receive it, class, today? Everybody said out loud, I receive, I receive the, word the Word of God. It's alive, it's alive and it changes me. It changes me. Hallelujah. The scripture said, as we behold, like in a mirror, the glory of God, we are changed. Hallelujah. Changed from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. Let's pray and release faith for it right now. Father, all of us together, uh, all over the country, all over the world, we join our faith asking for anointing and utterance that is exactly what you know we need to see and hear and know and do today. We ask for it. We thank you for it. We purpose to implement it and, and be a doer of it in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Get your Bible. Get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom here. We've saved you a seat. Uh, we're not coming into your room per se. We want you to come in here with us in this faith environment and put everything else on hold for the time being and give the Lord your full attention for just, it's not that long, a few minutes, and you'll find it'll be well worth your time. In uh, the scripture, our great uh, textbook, the Bible, turn with me please to Luke, the 13th chapter. Luke chapter 13. We've been on a, um, a topic, a subject for some weeks now here at Faith School called Faith for Healing. Faith works the same and is the same in essence in every part of our life, but it must be fed in each area. Uh, and what you'll find is that you can be strong in faith in one area and be absolutely faithless in another area or very, very weak in faith. And that's simply the result of not having heard or fed on the truth in that area. And uh, no matter what uh, 
part of the church you're from or body of Christ you're from, each group has its strengths and weaknesses. Uh, this group, you know, they, they preach and teach a lot on this. And so if it's the word on that area, they'd be strong in that area. But they hardly ever get on this subject. <laughs> and then you'll find another camp and group, just the opposite. They talk about this all the time, but they don't talk about this. There's not much preaching or teaching. Well, that's why we don't need to live isolated, cut off lives. We need to be open uh, to, to the entire Word of God. We need to be open to the full uh, range of gifts of ministry that the Lord has put into the body. Uh, we should uh, be a part of a good church family. You need to be. Uh, you need them. They need you. And, uh, but, but that's not the only ministry that God has provided. The scripture talks about five different areas, uh, major areas of ministry, the apostolic ministry, the prophetic ministry, the evangelistic and the, the teacher's ministry, and, and then the, the shepherd's ministry. Um, so that's one reason we have a faith school. It's a supplement uh, to, to your church that you're going to, or some folks are not in a place where they, they even have a church. But thank God for technology, and thank God for the Word going out all over the world. Hallelujah. But when you find something that feeds your faith, that builds you up, that encourages you, feed on that again. Go back to the same place where, where that helped you out and built you up. Keep on feeding and it, it'll build you up to the point where it pushes fear and doubt out of you. And you're full of faith and no fear. And that is a victorious way to live. Hallelujah. And you can get there. No matter how far down you've been, you can get there. But you've got to start where you are. And uh, we've gone through one by one these individual cases of healing. And there are about 20 in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where we're told some detail about what was wrong with the person, uh, how Jesus ministered to them, how they received. And so we, we have gotten all the way down now to number 16 in our study. So that means there's 15 individual cases we've covered prior to this. If you haven't heard those, if you weren't with us, let me strongly encourage you, go on the website, uh, faithschool.org, and... Uh, Check them out. You can listen to them one at a time, five at a time. Won't cost you anything. No charge at all. And it builds. You'll find that there's, there's such continuity. Uh, they complement each other. It's like truth does. It agrees. And it intersupports. And there are reasons why the Lord, uh, by His Spirit, handpicked these 20. Uh, there were just a, a myriad, just thousands and thousands of people healed in the ministry of Jesus. Uh, but most of them, we don't know anything about it. We're not told. But these, like I said, were handpicked by the Holy Spirit. Why? There's something emphasized in each one of them that's unique to that case. And it's timeless. It reveals God's unchanging will for everyone in every time. Hallelujah. And what we find is it was his will to heal and it still is his will to heal. And this is how you do it, how you receive it. 
So in Luke 13, uh, we see our 16th individual case, which is the healing of the woman with the spirit of infirmity. We'll begin reading in verse 10. It says, He, Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. Boy, we've seen that before, haven't we? Not, not just once or twice. I'm talking about in our study. Not just a time or two. Over and over and over again. What is the deal about this? Well, we're going to talk more about it. The ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And he said to the people, there are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, you hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Wow, there's a lot in these handful of verses. This happened. This woman uh, was, a, was a real person. And, she, you know, she's still alive today in spirit. But this was her case. 18 years. Um, you know, that's, that's a long time. But at the same time, you see the other side of it. It doesn't matter if it's been two decades. You can be set free in a moment. Right? <laughs> Somebody said, well, it's been, you know, it's been too long now. I'm too old now. Only if you believe that. Only if you concede that. It doesn't matter if it was 40 years. And I say that because, remember, just a couple of cases back, the man was 38 years. Uh, you know, the man at the pool. He was 38 years in that case. And I mean, in a moment, he's healed and delivered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So whether it's nearly 20 years or almost 40 years, makes no difference. Now, if you're talking about what we could do, well, we can't fix any of it just by, you know, snapping our fingers. But uh, God's power is such that it, it doesn't get too long or too hard or incurable or impossible. Said out loud, nothing, nothing. Is, impossible is impossible with God. With God. Nothing. Nothing, nothing is, uh, another scripture said, nothing, is there anything, rather, that's too hard for the Lord? And the answer is no. It, like one individual said, he said, if, if you're good with the first couple verses in the Bible, <laughs> you'll be good with the rest of it. What do you mean? In the beginning, God created 
the heavens and the earth. If you believe that, then certainly he could fix anything. Is that right? If he created the planets, our star, our sun, life, if he created the human body, certainly he could fix it. If he made it, he could repair it, right? <laughs> That's like saying, you know, Ford couldn't fix your Mustang. <laughs> they made your Mustang, right? <laughs> well, God can certainly fix anything that's wrong in your life or my life. Let's look at the beginning of this. It says in verse 10, he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Now, there are no superfluous, unnecessary words here. Why does he tell us this? We find that Jesus spent a lot of time teaching and preaching, a lot of time. Let me read some scriptures to, uh, to remind you of this. In Matthew, you don't have to turn there, but uh, it'll, it'll appear amazingly on our, on our chalkboard. <laughs> Matthew 4.23 says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Do you hear the sequence, though? Teaching and preaching, and healing. Now, the Lord does special things. We talked about that with the man at the pool, uh, Bethesda. But in most cases, the healing is going to follow the teaching and preaching of the Word because that's how faith comes. So in order to have, uh, receive healing, you've got to have faith. In order to have faith, you've got to hear something. In order to hear something, uh, they've got to be preaching, teaching, which is why we have faith school on a regular basis. And what I just got through saying, if you're familiar with the word, is exactly what Romans 10 says. It says, how will they call on him in whom they haven't believed? Answer is they can't. How will they believe in, in something they haven't heard? You can't. How will they hear without a preacher? You can't. And how can they preach unless they be sent? They can't. So that's the way the sequence is. Teaching, preaching, healing. We see the same thing in Matthew 9. Matthew 9, 35. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. You might say, that sounds a whole lot like the, the first one you just read. Yeah, but this is not Mark's account of the same thing. This is the same book, Matthew. It's just a little bit later on. Why would he say almost the same thing? Letting you know this was not just a one-time thing that happened. This is something ongoing. Jesus would go to places, and what would he start doing usually? Teaching and preaching. And then they would have healings and deliverances and miracles. Hallelujah. And it continued to work that way after the master ascended. If you remember in, in Mark 16, it talks about that after he was taken out of their sight, he ascended. It said they went everywhere preaching the word and the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Hallelujah. Well, if there was no word preached or taught, there'd be nothing to confirm. 
He's confirming the word. Hallelujah. In uh, Luke 5, you remember this? We talked about this one already uh, some time back. Uh, the healing of the man that was born and carried by four. You know, they took him up to- on top of the roof and, and let him down. On that occasion, Luke five seventeen says, It came to pass a certain day as Jesus was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by that were come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. So again, what was Jesus doing? Teaching. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power was present at the same time he's teaching the word. Can you see that? The scripture said in Psalm 107.20 that he sent his word and healed them. The word healed them. Somebody say he sent his word word. and healed them. I had the privilege some years ago of working in uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin's healing school. And... um, um, we, did, we did that for a number of years. And it was a, a, a small class where only people were there were, were folks that had something wrong with them. They were believing for something for themselves, uh, physically usually. And um, one of the more outstanding cases that I remember seeing was uh, back in the back of the class. I think the classroom would hold maybe... It might hold 40 people, I don't know. but So it wasn't a big place, and usually there weren't that many people there. And uh, uh, in the back, I saw a woman come in, and they helped bring in a man. Uh, now, I, this, I learned some things later that I'm telling you now, but I, I'm already preaching and teaching in this small classroom, and I see them back there. So I, I didn't let that distract me. I just kept going. But uh, he was leaned over the chair, couldn't raise his head. And they had to carry him in. I found out later, they brought him out of the hospital where he was diagnosed terminal uh, to die within a few days. I didn't know that. Uh, last, last stages of lung cancer. And I, I didn't know that at this point. I'm telling you what I found out later. And you could hear him trying to breathe. Um, you know, they, they came as a last resort. They didn't know a lot of things about God and church, but somebody told them that there had been healings and miracles over there. And so they, they had gotten the word that there was nothing could help them anymore and so he said, get me over there then. I think it was mostly his wife. She wanted to get him and he, he allowed it. Maybe it's a better way to say it. So um, you could hear him breathing, struggling. Just, I mean, it, it was distracting. And, but you know, this is, this is healing school. This is, what we, this is what we're doing, right? So, um, and, and I'm preaching on Proverbs 4. That God's word is medicine. It's life to those that find it. And health to all their flesh. And that ties in. uh, This was one of the verses too. in Psalm 107. He sent his word and healed them. Uh, Could you say the word healed them? You know, 
Thank God for, for prayers. God uses prayer to affect healing. Thank God for the prayer of agreement. Thank God for laying on of hands. There's a number of, of ways that you can minister or receive healing. But you can be healed just by the word. Without anybody touching you. Without anybody praying for you. You can be healed simply by the word. Well, you know, if God said light be, and it became, <laughs> then a word from him could change something in your body, right? Just the word itself. And that's, what, that's part of what I was teaching on and preaching on was the healing power of the word itself. That's what that passage says. God's word is life. To those that find them, God's word is medicine to all your flesh. So I see this man, and you could tell he, he wasn't that old. But you could tell at one point he had been a, a big, you know, uh, strong man. Uh, but at this point he's emaciated. He just down to skin and bone and his breath is raggedy and he's, he's trying to breathe. You can tell, like, the, like I found out later. I mean, they thought he maybe should have already been dead. But he's holding on somehow. And um, uh, he, he's trying to breathe, trying to breathe. People would turn around and look once in a while and, and I just kept focusing. I, we had had distractions before. That's, this, you know, we just kept going. And uh, about 10 minutes into it, I see him looking at me like this. Now, he, he's still bent over, not raised up. And you can still hear his breathing, but it's, it's a little better. And in about 30 minutes, he's sitting up in the chair. And you can barely hear him breathing in him. Well, the reason I'm talking about one of the most dramatic uh, things I've seen along this line about just how in your face, right in front of you in a few minutes. And by the end of the um, uh, class, he's sitting straight up. You can't hear him breathe at all. And he got a big smile on his face. I thought, glory to God. I mean, this is... This is something. And so uh, he, he's, uh, he's smiling and he's doing this. He's rubbing his, his chest and his, and, and his front. And, and his wife is just, she's got her hands on him and big tears just rolling down her, uh, her uh, uh, cheeks. And so after the uh, class, I went back to the back. I, I went straight back. I thought, I want, I want to know what's going on here. And so that's when I found out. I, I said, hi, I introduced myself, and I'd never met him before. And so the wife proceeds to tell me that they just had come straight from the hospital where they were just waiting. They were just giving him pain meds to try to keep him comfortable, expecting him to die maybe today or the next day, or I didn't know, but that he had days. And uh, he looked up and said, I'm hungry. <laughs> And she just burst out crying, but it was a happy cry because she said, oh, you don't know. He hadn't been able to eat anything for, you know, weeks and weeks and months and uh, hardly. And we've been feeding him, you know, through tubes. And he said, I'm hungry. Is there anything to eat around here? I said, yeah, there's a Mexican restaurant just right across. <laughs> he said, I want to go. <laughs> and so sure enough, they did. And, uh, uh, I, th I said, what happened? He said, 
I, I just feel something tingling, just something going all, all over me, all over me. God's word is life. Hallelujah to those that find it. And the thing about them, somebody said, well, what would make them different? They received it. They didn't have a lot of um, preconceived religious notions. They were unchurched. <laughs> and nobody had told them healing had passed away <laughs> or it was just for the apostles or all that kind of stuff. They just, they heard me reading these scriptures and talking about that the word of God would heal you. And the word of God works like medicine and his words are spirit force and life force and they quicken and make alive and they just believed it. Just in simple childlike faith. They just believed it. And I mean that word went right into him. And little by little he straightened up in the matter of 30, 45 minutes. And is sitting there breathing normally. Smiling. No pain. Hallelujah. I found out later they did. They went across the street and ate a bunch of Mexican food. and Didn't bother them. That's a miracle. That's a miracle of healing. And that wasn't, you know, a thousand years ago or two thousand years ago. That was just a few years ago. God is still in the healing business. Can you say amen? amen. Say it out loud. His word, His word heals. heals. Hallelujah. 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 His word is, is life to those that find them. Go ahead and say it out loud. That's a way you can actually receive it. What happened to this man can happen to you right now, no matter where you are. If you'll say it like that, just say it out loud. His words, God's words are life to me. They are health. They are medicine to all my flesh. And I receive them today. And they're working in me now. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's happening. It's happening. It's that somebody needs to take a deep breath. You've been having breathing problems too. You know, let's all do it with them, class. Take a deep breath. Hallelujah. And believe you receive the word working in you. Hallelujah. Believe you receive the quickening power of the Holy Spirit. If you believe the Spirit of God can raise you from the dead, well, why couldn't he quicken a body part? <laughs> he could, even if a kidney has died, or part of your liver has died, or part of your heart has died, or something about your blood has died, can God bring it back to life? If the Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he'll quicken your mortal body. Say it again, I receive. I receive. I receive into myself, I receive into myself. Quickening, power, quickening power, healing power, healing power. By, the word of God, by the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, Spirit of it's, working in me now. it's working in me now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just the rest of the day, the rest of the evening, every time you think about it, put up a hand and say, thank you, Lord, it's working in me now. Thank you, Lord, it's working. What's working? His Word. His healing word, his quickening word, his life-giving word is working in me now. Hallelujah. Our time's up again today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I live by faith. 
I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. Come back tomorrow. We'll get into more of this. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 